All right, go ahead and share it. I guess I'm supposed to ask you to share it and smash the like button and subscribe, etc. Or whatever. You're probably already doing that, right? So I'm feeling very bipolar this morning. You're welcome. On one hand, the elections were last night. Primary elections. And on the other hand, elections were last night. (laughs) Madison Cawthorn went down. And that pretty much sums up my negative mood on the the whole topic because Madison Cawthorn of course came out talking about uh cocaine orgies and uh the establishment didn't like that Kevin McCarthy the Republican minority leader said he was going to go talk to him about that just trying to pull up a story. Oh, oh, oh. I got, I, I've, so my, my search term was uh, Ma- Madison Cawthorn cocaine orgies. And I didn't click on the images, but they're all, uh, they're all pixelated out and probably for a good reason. But here's uh, from March 28th, an an article from the New York Post. Madison Cawthorn says, D.C. is orgy-filled, cocaine-fueled house of cards. By Mark Moore, Rep. Madison Cawthorn says his fellow lawmakers have invited him to take part in orgies in Washington and snorted lines of cocaine right in front of him. Cawthorn, a 26-year-old Republican from North Carolina, was asked in an interview last Thursday about whether the former Netflix series House of Cards, which chronicles a corrupt representative from South Carolina. I feel like the Underwoods in the Netflix series House of Cards, which I really loved up to like season four or something, right, right before they killed off Kevin Spacey's character because of his weird uh, Me Too moment. <clears throat> but I always thought the Underwoods were supposed to be the Clintons. Anyway, quote, the only thing that's not accurate in that show is that you could never get a piece of legislation about education passed that quickly. Unquote. Cawthorn said on the warrior poet society podcast on YouTube, I'm going to have to check that one out. Well, it's not on Apple Podcasts, so I guess not. Too bad. I just, I I, I don't know. It says it's on YouTube in this article. I don't watch my podcasts on YouTube. I don't generally watch podcasts, which is why I'm not great at, at staying on top of the video. For this podcast... Quote, the sexual perversion that goes on in Washington, I mean, being kind of a young guy in Washington, where the average age is probably 60 or 70, you look at all these people, a lot of them that I've looked up to through my life, I've always paid attention to politics, said Cawthorn, who was elected in 2020. That is not a great quote. Then all of a sudden you get invited. We're going to have a sexual get-together at one of our homes. You should come. 
what did you just ask me to come to? And then you realize they're asking you to come to an orgy, he said. I don't know where you come down on orgies. I think they're real bad for relationships. I mean, I, I have no personal experience. But one of my favorite radio programs back in the day was Loveline. And people would call in all the time and say, uh, my wife wants to have a threesome or my boyfriend wants to have a threesome. What do you think? And the answer was always, it might be great for you, but it's going to be terrible for your partner. The chances are your partner is agreeing to do this thing because they want to satisfy you, but they will harbor resentment. And I think that's true. I can go there in my own mind regarding my own relationship, and there's a lot of red flags. So for me, it is unsettling that this is part of the culture in Washington. If you believe Madison Cawthorn, he doesn't seem like a particularly untrustworthy character to me. I mean, he's in a wheelchair for God's sake. Not that that has anything to do with it, but look at him. Look how cute he is. So whether it's true or not, <clears throat> he lost his establishment support and then lost his election. This is from a Reuters article this morning by Jarrett Renshaw and Joseph Axe. I don't know why more than one person has to write an article or, or put their name on it. They wanted to share responsibility. They're not confident enough in their own journalistic abilities. <clears throat> Reuters is supposed to be center right, according to this uh, uh, ground news or news grounds. Oh, what a, this is ground news. Ground news app I got with the advice of Tim Pool. It's aight, but it says that Reuters is is center right in its bias and. The CEO of Reuters also sits on the board of Pfizer. So that's a clear bias, I think, to the left. If you lump left in with the, you know, globalist agenda, which I certainly would. From the article, Madison Cawthorn, a Trump-backed Republican congressman in North Carolina, lost his bid for a second term after a dizzying string of self-inflicted scandals. Well, yeah, he spoke out about cocaine orgies and, uh, you know, the deep state drug him through the mud. While Trump's pick for Idaho governor, Lieutenant Governor Janice McGeechan failed in her bid to oust the incumbent Republican Brad Little. I guess he's a good governor. I have family in Idaho and they have good things to say. So I'll take their word for it. The biggest election night of the year so far delivered mixed results for Trump and his far-right movement. Although votes were still being counted in the high-profile Republican Senate primary in Pennsylvania, in which Trump, Trump-backed Trump TV personality Dr. Mehmet Oz 
was locked in a tight race with former hedge fund executive David McCormick. So biased. Biased to the right, you say? I don't. Does, I mean, does it sound like it? Although Trump lost the White House to President Joe Biden, a Democrat in 2020, his lasting influence over his party has been a central theme of his election, of this election, as Republicans battle to oust Democrats from control of the U.S. Congress. I thought it was weird in the Pennsylvania election that Trump came out and endorsed Oz, who seems very liberal. And then the scandal started kicking up and a lot of the Trump base was anti-Dr. Oz. Well, then, uh, what was it? Two or three days, I'm sure you noticed, suddenly this Kathy Barnett person comes out of nowhere. Now, I don't know if this was political strategy on her part to push herself into relevance. I mean, they got, it was almost a three-way tie between Oz, McCormick, and Barnett. Well, looking at the numbers here, I guess it wasn't that close. But it looks like Dr. Oz is going to narrowly edge out Dave McCormick 411,872 votes for Oz to 409,308 for McCormick and only 325,000 for Kathy Barnett. But one thing that I found pretty interesting going back here is the Senate race in North Carolina, which was a little bit more contested on the Republican side. But of the two Republican Senate candidates, they had almost 600,000 votes and almost 700, say 750,000 votes cast total for the Senate Republican primary in North Carolina. But then you look at the Democrat candidate who barely clears 500,000 votes, or, or I should say the Democrat side barely clears 500,000 votes for all candidates. Yet in the 2020 election, Republicans barely won. The presidential election went to Trump by less than 1%. And the Senate race went to Tillis, the Republican candidate, again, by less than 1%. So I'm no statistician, but that seems like a lot more involvement on the Republican side than the Democrat side, which makes sense because... If you're a Democrat, you're probably not really interested in voting these days. I mean, look at what voting got you, you idiots. In Kentucky, Rand Paul absolutely smoked his competition. The closest, the closest candidate only getting 13,000 votes, which was 3.6% to Rand Paul's 86.3%. Rand Paul's a G. What can I say? He seems to represent the interests of America and Americans, and he deserves to win by a large margin. 
Charles Booker, the Democratic candidate, almost did as well. He got 73% of the vote, 214,038 total votes. But Kentucky's a blue state. Can't really read a, read a lot into that. It looks like Oregon's next governor is going to be Tina Kotek, who got 57% of the Democratic primary vote. And it looks like Christine Drazen will be the Republican loser in the Oregon election this November. Because Oregon's a deep blue state and it probably by design will be manipulated to continue to be a deep blue state. Now, here was the most interesting thing that I learned about the elections. The Pennsylvania governor's race, Republican primary went to Doug Mastriano. He was a state senator and a retired army colonel. Yes. Retired U.S. Army colonel. And state senator since 2019. <clears throat> he was associated with a lot of the election fraud claims that occurred in 2020. And so he earned himself the attention of former President Trump got his endorsement and won the day with 44% of the vote. In that contest, Republicans got over a million, about 1.2 million votes for all candidates. But the Democrat governor, uh, primary candidate Josh Shapiro ran unopposed 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 no one thought they could do better than Josh Shapiro I'm sorry that is weird I find that to be very alarming in Oregon there were 18 candidates for the Republican primary 18 not one going against Josh Shapiro that's a problem I'll be back Bye.